forever. Dog. Oh, is that a hot plate? Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, welcome back for another steaming, steaming piping, scalding serving of hot gas. This, as you well are aware, is our weekly chat show where we talk about events in our lives, issues, issues in politics, politics, and take a deep, deep dive into the DMs. DMs. So let's get into some hot gas. Uh, we are in the midst of a construction zone. So if you hear any banging, clattering, or, um, or, or that, <laughs> cling, cling. uh, it's uh, knock twice on the pipe. If you, if you're home and then yeah. once, if you just want some pipe, cling, cling, cling with the trolley, all that, uh, we're in merry old England, uh, about to do our race chaser live show. And, um, when we sound checked, there were no chainsaws and leaf blowers, <laughs> And many just started, but we welcome them. They're making the our uh, our UK experience even better. Yeah, um, more wonderful. Yeah, we we welcome their improvements. Yeah, and we pardon their dust. (laughs) Pardon Pardon our dust. dust. (laughs) (laughs) We should call the first section of this podcast "Pardon Our Dust." Pardon our dusty gray bottoms. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving was yesterday. For those of you who observe and celebrate, it was. It was. Um, I'm wondering if next year we can call it something else somehow. Like, if, right. if the movement can be made that quickly, and that you know, if change can happen that quickly. Yeah. Because I'm. I don't. I'm not thankful for what those people did to all those people. No. But not, I am thankful, thankful for the foods. Though. Foods, the many meats. Yes. Um, and we have a great deal to be grateful for in our lives. And I think that um, Thanksgiving can be a day to remind us of that. But really, we should be doing that every day. Um, yeah. But I mean, I'm most thankful for Fabulous Fridays. Fabulous Fridays. <laughs> You're not getting a mitzi with this one. Nope. I'm putting it up on the site. Just search Fabulous Fridays. 300 quid. <laughs> you don't use quid in Australia. I don't care. It's 300 quid. <laughs> did you see Victoria's Secret? She had on that uh, good $400. She did. Bitch. I almost got it. And I was like, nah. You own five of it already. <laughs> so you should not buy that unit. I needed it. It's the wigs by vanity. The frontal, though, I'm telling you, that little, it's like a clip-on, but it, a lace front. Yeah. And you can just put it on any old Anything. hat. Oh. I love it. Wigador. Vanity knows how to make a unit. You know who else knows how to make a unit? Curtis William. He's been the guy doing um, Rue's hair of late. And she's on the cover of Vanity Fair. And I'm sure many a girl will be going to their wig person saying, I need that. Yeah. Because it's a good fucking hat. It's It's a nice one for sure. the, the, The height of it is equal to her head. It's just got such great proportions to make... That seven foot man look petite, you know? So tiny. So teeny. So teeny. Yeah. Never grew. Just never had a spurt. L- right. Yeah. Love the garment too. Love the pose. Just uh, Capizio's drag, mm-hmm. rhinestone. Prong set. Prong set. And, but you will run into some problems when you have a prong set because uh, 
as as we were informed in our group chat, there was um, a young lass who had been on the program of the RuPaul's it's Drag Race. It's not me, and it's not you. For once, let's just put it that way. Um, and she she liked to zoom in on RuPaul's crotch, and she said. Her tights are snagged. <laughs> Please. <laughs> it's not really a snag. Ooh, they're caught on it. It's not snagged because a snag would make me think, oh, it's torn. Like they snagged and then it like ripped a little, but it's definitely caught. Um, well, this is why sometimes you always see the little hole, even in like Beyonce's tights. What did tights, you call me? In Britney's tights and Lady Gaga's tights. There's always like the one mm -hmm. and I'm always forgiving of it because when that happens in the show, it it's like the zipper can catch on it. Uh, some kind of fixture in the building, whether it's a door frame or whatever can catch on a it. A nail, and, a dancer. And you can't, with the timing of things, you can't generally strip that off and put on a new pair because you have to take off the shoe. You have to take off every single garment. So I'm always forgiving of... Um, of a singular hole in a tight. How wonderful. Um, I, I have a picture on my phone <laughs> of Britney's, a hole in Britney's ass. So Britney's asshole from her first night of her show in Vegas. And we'll put that on Race Chaser I'm Pod. I'm forgiving of it. Well, that's fine. But she had plenty of time to change those tights before the show started. Or in her many costume change intermissions when the dancers were killing it. I just think, you know, it's the first night of a show. But the shoe, you have to take the shoe off. Those things are laced up. So it everything is timed oh, down to the Oh, her dance sneaker? Yes, Gorge. <laughs> I'm uh, forgiving of a singular, a singular hole in a show. What I'm I less forgiving. I need you to stop referring of. me to that. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm less forgiving of is just tights on tights that are just ravaged. Oh, yeah. And it's like... And you're just and you're just out there wearing dance costumes, and the tights are just they've been ravaged for months. Correct. Just get a fresh top pair, diva. Mm -hmm. That's all you need. Now I, I'm I will change your life. I'm You'll walk with a stronger confidence. You'll feel better about your whole show. The trade won't know. He'll think you're real. <laughs> <laughs> now were there were there any snag tights at at uh, the the show that you recently took in in Manchester? Were there that? Yes, there were. I saw the tights and they, they were snagged. But it, it seemed like the kind of thing where it could have happened in the course of the show, which I'm forgiving of. Very much so. We had such a good time. Uh, Dipper and I and some of the Holy Tea crew, we went to the Devil's show That's in the one Manchester. In the basement? Yeah. I've been there. I like it. They so turn much it out. fun. Just a good old drag show. Um, Hard fronts? Sure. Yeah. Good. Yes. Uh, and just a cool four hour long drag show. Just and uh, but it, it really has it all. It has audience participation. They did this thing called Supermarket Sweep where they run around and they have to go out into the audience and and find like a men's pair of underwear. Someone has to give them and they have to bring it up on stage. So it involves everybody. Good old classic drag. You had funny, you had sexy, you had live singing, intimate space. I really just, I can't say enough about it. It is a deep salute for me. If you are in Manchester, don't walk, run to the Divas show. <laughs> Jackie Love. Susie Q. Um, Crystal Kane. Crystal Kane. Was Crystal Kane doing Private Dancer? No, that's Jackie. 
Oh, the private dancer um, is more of a, a a public mover. She's she's so wonderful. She's so fucking funny. Hilarious. And my favorite part was the peanut butter lip sync. She mouth. just ha- no. <laughs> she just had no idea what the fuck drag race was. <laughs> she was she couldn't give a fuck less who we were. And I sort of appreciate that because um, it was very because. So in the course of the night, some some young women went up on stage when they were not supposed to, and they were unceremoniously removed from the stage. And in the kerfuffle, an entire, not like a rocks glass or like a beverage glass, like a full water glass of water was poured onto my crotch. Uh- in the kerfuffle. So I spent half the show sitting in a puddle. Uh, we, uh, and so afterward, they were nice enough to let me go back in the dressing room and dry myself off with a hair dryer. But but Jackie Love was like, um, what are you doing back here? It's <laughs> <Which laughs> like usually, usually I'm allowed to sneak back in the dressing, dressing room, room and be a fly on the wall yeah. at a drag show. Nope. And it was nice to be treated just like any any stranger on the street for the once. fuck are you? <laughs> like, are you done, babe? Because <laughs> I need that hair dryer back. And uh, yeah. But I uh, can't say enough about it. Love the diva show in Manchester. Loved it. So much fun. <laughs> love drag I just love drag It was very inspiring Drag is cool uh, We're gonna take a break Okay Eat stress-free this spring With Factor's delicious Ready-to-eat meals Every fresh Never-frozen meal Is chef-crafted Dietitian-approved And ready-to-eat In just two minutes You can choose from A weekly menu Of 35 options Including popular options Like Calorie Smart Keto Protein Plus or vegan and veggie. Also, you're going to want to discover the 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. The Factor meals were so great. I love that they came in a recyclable container and with very little waste. And the food, delicious. My... Taste buds had a party. Exactly. Really good. Really easy to make. Loved it. Not a lot of cleanup because Factor Meals eliminates the hassle of the prepping, the cooking, and cleaning up. Simply heat and savor the good stuff, and you can customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need, and then pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Get chef-prepared meals on the table in two minutes with Factor's ready-to-eat meals, so you can get back to doing what you love this spring. And if you're looking for gourmet meals, try meals that feature premium premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. In fact, we're celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash drag50 drag 50. and use code drag50 drag 50. to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code Drag, drag 50. 50 at com slash drag 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is still active. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. 
Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. We are back and this is segment two which is called Let's get political, political. I want to get political. Let me see your police. Sweet, sweet melodies. Police, police. Uh, uh, politics are crazy right now. Uh, Let's get political right goddamn now. Right now. I'll show you how. I mostly know about um, outbursts in South America because my sisters have their shows canceled and Raja and Detox are in Colombia right now um, bolstering the cocaine economy or trying to. Oh my God. And uh, apparently the president outlawed all liquor sales. He just suspended them because there's <sighs> riots and he's trying to keep it um, as peaceful as possible with as little variables. And I guess alcohol is a major variable. So they canceled detox and Raja's show and rescheduled it, I guess. Um, but there's shit crazy. going down, down there in Colombia. So they flew down there. And then once they were down there, they were told, uh, we are not allowed to do the show. Mm-hmm. Right when they that turned in their music. <laughs> <laughs> they uh they reviewed the set list and they decided to cancel the show. No, that we are uh we are hoping for uh, everyone to be safe and um safe and sound down there. Yeah. Uh we're of, of course wishing for a safe uh return and reschedulement for Detox and Roger. And uh of course we want everyone down there in uh in South America. Where in South America? Colombia. Hey, everyone down there in Colombia, we want you to be safe. And um, God damn, could you imagine if just liquor was illegal all of a sudden? I mean, some, yeah, some counties. I've done shows in dry counties. They were dry till you got there. <laughs> <laughs> then a suck started the economy. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things you can suck on, uh, people have been vaping a lot, and apparently it's bad for you. Well, this is the, it's a, it's kind of a complex and roundabout issue because technically, vaping was invented to curb the use of tobacco, like cigarettes, yeah. regular cigarettes, uh, because that shit's that shit's bad for you because you're putting a lot of chemicals in yourself. However, it turns out you're putting a lot of chemicals in yourself with vaping as well. Different chemicals in a different way. And this is tobacco, not uh, marijuana? Well, here's the thing. The marijuana vapes 
they are oil-based. And so they're actually creating some worse conditions out there. And it actually is like, those are kind of the bad ones. And the sort of nefarious thing about this is that there's so little research. People usually don't report to their doctor that they're using weed vapes because maybe they're not decriminalized where they're from, or maybe it's like illegal or there's stigma about it. So there's so little data and so little knowledge about these things. It is my recommendation to you race chasers out there. I know it looks cool and sometimes they come in nice flavors, but like, just, I don't just, I don't know. Vaping. Don't do it. I, I have used the marijuana ones and I find that. So have I, but not anymore. No, I, I, they get like, I get a film and like my nose gets clogged and stuff. So when I want to vape, uh, with, uh, with pot, Adam told me this, uh, he, I should, the Pax one that burns flour, it's, there's no oil. There's no residue. It doesn't get like caught on your cords right. and shit. That's the one that I use. I, I recommend it really highly. Um, you put flour in it and it heats it up and mm-hmm. then you are, it, I mean, it's pretty much like smoking a joint. Yeah. Except you don't have the paper and um, right. the burning at it. It's really clean. Like you're like, did I hit it? And then you breathe out and you're like, oh, I'm high. Yeah. Um, which is great. You know, make me a fucking human bong. Tiavana. Love being high. And if it's good enough for Adam Lambert, it's good enough for me. <laughs> All right, Diva. The for, seal of approval. Sure. Now, I saw a lady in Hawaii um, smoke a cigarette with her pussy at you this love bar. love to harp on this story. This, I'm, I'm still mad that the bar shut down because I was just in Hawaii at Scarlet, my favorite club in America to work in. Yeah. And um, they told me that this bar, Alley Cat, was closed and... I was worried oh, that's where you saw this act. Yeah. I was worried that it closed because she started vaping with her badge. <laughs> and then I was worried about all the goldfish that she put up there. Like they're not even old enough to smoke. Right. <laughs> right. Well, before we close out this segment, so political, I want to do our little, uh, rainbow spotlight. Oh yeah, yeah. I love music. This is a fun moment where we can shed some light on uh, somebody out there in the queer world who makes music. And I want to throw it back with this one. Okay. Oh, there's this song that I had forgotten about for years. It just, it wasn't in my, like, in, in the forefront of my mind. And then recently I was like, wait, that song was fucking good. It's a song by my, she's kind of my drag mom. Melissa Manchester? No, she's one of my drag mothers. And she's someone who very inspired me. Her name was Jerry Bear Jones. Oh yeah. Yeah. LA scene. Callie used to work with her a lot. Yes. Copernia Adams. Uh, And Jerry Bear Jones was really inspiring to me. She was one of the first people to give me a job, like in a show where Jeremy and I could play music. Uh, and she gave us a, a shot. She gave us an opportunity. Uh-huh. And she used to do shows and cabarets. She used to release her own music, sing her own music. And I am heavily inspired by this person. And her hit song is called Model For Me. And I really recommend watching it on YouTube. It, I don't even think it's on Spotify or like on iTunes. But check out the video uh, it's really funny and it's a really fucking good song. And I think the song was placed in like commercials and like, that was sort of like one of her big breaks. 
Uh, so I recommend just like checking this out and you can see where, where a little piece of Alaska comes from. <laughs> she's really cool. She's kind of like, imagine like a, a cousin to Christine. Yeah. I, I, I would say like if, if, if you're trying to figure out what her deal is. Yeah. She's, she's really rad. Yeah. Um, well, let's go ahead and take a break and we'll be right back and let's model for me. <laughs> It's so dark in here, but I hear a drill somewhere in the distance. Yeah, I think they're drilling this cave deeper. Or a belt sander. Yeah. Is this a fracking site? There's some Chilean kids trapped in a well behind this cave. And they're trying to... That's really dark. uh, Yeah. They're trying to tunnel their way to Colombia to get Detox and Raja out. Oh my gosh. Well, let's go. Spelunking. 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 TMs. You want to go first? Sure. This first one's from Perry. Perry from Little Mix? <laughs> no, different spelling. Perry. Miss Perry. <laughs> Perry Perry Edward Sauce. Um, <laughs> hey, Alaska and Willem. My first drag performance, I fell off the stage at FUBAR. Well, that's hard. There's no stage there. What were your first ever <laughs> drag performances? Who asked you to do them? What song did you perform? And how well did it go? Um, <laughs> what was your first drag performance, Diva? Uh, I, gosh, I don't... You in the teenage shows somewhere? I don't teenage know. Teenage cast? Rocky Horror, I guess, would yeah. be considered maybe my first drag show, like time warping about. But my first song I ever performed that was mine was Vagina Song. A song that is all mine. <laughs> Which I... Handily stole off of Bruno Mars. Um, oh yeah, the vagina song, great video. Michael Serrato, very high amazing budge. director. Low budge. It looked expensive though. Looked deep expense. Thank you. Um, what was your first drag performance and where? Do you remember? It was at the Eagle, which is now closed in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and uh, it was Chichi LaRose, Chichi LaRue's fishbowl contest. And you won, right? I won. Mm-hmm. I pulled out stunts. I pulled out shit out of my skirt. I'm a stunt queen from the very beginning. And then the next show, you were dead last, right? You got that right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for writing in, Perry. We have a question from Nick to Alaska, Willem, Dipper, and Scarlet Envy's gold throne sitting in the corner of the studio. That's right. I did it. I stole the gold throne. Oh, watching this. And I put my Rue Peter badges on it. I stole them from Bag of Chips. Ah. Watching this season of Drag Race UK, I've noticed that the Vivian has gauges. When she's in a maxi challenger on the runway, the gauges disappear. I'm assuming through the magic of drag. I was just wondering how a queen goes from transforming gauges into petite feminine lobes. Love to all. Nick. Um, Mortician's wax. Really? To like fill the hole? Maybe. I don't know. I usually use dicks. 
to fill your fucking <laughs> gauge holes. You I don't know I how said she plural. does it. I need to go back and watch it because I never noticed. She is uh, definitely up to a lot of trickery, though, as far as her visuals go. And that's why we salute you, our queen, the Vivian. The Vivian. Ding! Um, maybe when she tapes her head back, she tapes the lobes tighten up or something. Could be. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. There's other ways to tighten up too. Uh, Elizabeth would like to question us on something. She says, as we know, drag is not consent, but does drag absolve you from needing consent? A friend and I were at a show this weekend and one of the Queens grabbed and squeezed my friend's titty during another girl's number. She fake apologized with the excuse of that's just drag. Aside from distracting from her sister's performance, rude, no, it put a damper on the evening. It's understood that during a performance, it's expected that there will be interaction with the doll performing, but is it supposed to be expected that any queen can grope you at any time when she's not the one on stage? Love you both and hope you come to the Boston area again soon. We'll do the PS afterwards. Um, What are your thoughts on this? I think this is a, a, a part of drag that is evolving. Changing, yeah. And I'm glad that it's evolving because I, I know in the past that it it has been very like uh, sexually free sort of atmosphere in a drag uh, space mm-hmm. where uh, the, they'll come up and they'll grab your dick or they'll, you know, just sort of... But only if they tip. Right. And so I... You know, I mean, maybe I'm just getting more conservative as I get older or maybe times are changing or maybe it's because there's phones and there's video stuff everywhere. Or maybe we have more words to describe consent and uh, and how people feel safe and you want people to feel empowered. And I, I want people to feel safe if they come to a drag show. I don't want them to feel in danger or objectified. Um, so... I don't think that it is appropriate for anybody to 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 grab anybody uh without without consent. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh I think that's a, a place where we can evolve more. Yeah. What do you think? I think that anybody doing anything during someone else's number is uh out of pocket. Uh, yeah. Deeply out of pocket. Uh just because like if people come up to me during someone else's number and try to get a picture, I usually just point at my eyes and then point at the other girl on stage. Yeah. We don't do that. No, don't take pictures. Don't distract hmm. during another girl's performance. Um, we don't do that diva. And I, yeah, I, I wouldn't grab a stranger's breast if there weren't like a pot of gold at the end of that rainbow. Like if she was tipping me or like pulling out her titty for me to see it or me to sign it or something. I don't, I don't think that's, there's, no winner in that situation. Um, now Elizabeth also says she's a nurse at a youth center for bad kids, state kids. And one of the littler ones, he's six pickpocketed me and did a really great job. I didn't even notice. He got my phone and when he was busted, he was watching Willem's Coverboy lash tutorial. (gasps) He's been asking me to buy lashes ever since. How wonderful. I love a little Fagan's boy. Got a pickpocket or two. Willem's drag children proliferating out into the world, stealing phones, <laughs> pilfering. How wonderful. Using their Apple Pay to get cover boy lashes. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have your thumb, Miss Elizabeth? <laughs> Our next question is from Laura. Hey, dolls. Where was Vivian's crown at the crowning? I know sometimes they don't wear the crown because of hair and such, but to not even have it on display, what's the tea? Well, um, she had it uh, in the building 
where her actual where they watched like the final episode. Yeah. We talk about it on on the final episode of the pod that the crown wasn't in the building. And uh, I don't know, sometimes the fucking shit isn't ready yet. That's showbiz. Yeah. They ain't going to wear it anyway. You know that they they aren't fucking up their hair systems for a crown these days. Well, they had a picture of it, so I don't know wh- how they had a picture of it without... They put it in afterwards. It in wasn't post. ready on the day. Oh. I don't think it was built yet. That's my theory. Built? You think they built that crown? That was not... That was an off-the-rack crown, honey. That was what? not built. It was... It, it looked... It was constructed. It looks like a Betsy's wedding ass, 80s. Not a Betsy's wedding. Mm-hmm. Oh crown. Oh, God. Okay. Joseph sent us a link, and he says, Miss Jeffrey Moran left her gig at Absolute recently to go join the agency who ran the account. <laughs> Why are you telling us about Jeffrey? Ketchum has named Pernod Ricard vet Jeffrey Moran as MD of its North American CPG practice. Um, I don't see okay. anything about pass around partying, bottoming, or whatever what else. What is Ketchum? It's like it's like an even bigger account holder. Like they had the marketing account for Pernod Ricard that owns Absolute. So she moved up. She moved up. Good for her. She moved up ass end first. Leave Jeffrey alone. <laughs> Jeffrey said. Jeffrey says. Um, While I love what Bernard Ricard offered as a company, from its brand to its culture, there was a moment when I realized I wanted to exercise a different part of my brain—the creativity piece about what is happening in the consumer vertical today. Yeah, she answer. wants to get. She's been horizontal enough. Now she wants to get vertical. <laughs> Lee, and that's what it is. How? Okay, we wish you well, Jeffrey Moran, deep friend of the pod, or we hope so. And you left your coccyx pillow at the at the gig last night. All right, next. Uh, Keith says to Alaska Willem Dipper Tintra Tranica 5000. <laughs> Longtime listener and big fan in Austin, Texas. Since you both travel the world, since all three of you travel the world regularly, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on things that have surprised you about culture, drags, clubs, sex, sex clubs in other countries. You've touched on some things, your experience with anti-LGBTQIA laws of Dubai come to mind, but I'm curious what else you've seen, both good and bad. Hope to see y'all in Austin sometime soon, but in the meantime, enjoy the attached pics of my explicit drick, including one of me inside my man, Keith. Oh, hell yeah. All right, Keith. Oh, you can put some Keith in that and I'll smoke it. Oh, wow. Keith has distinctive tattoos. He does. Wet. The dick is wet. It's um engorged. It's a little thicker at the end than it is at the base, and that's probably because he's been using it so much, especially in this uh tan skinned bottom who's hungry for it. Hung hungry, hungry bottom. <laughs> um the dick looks to be at least seven and a half to eight. Um really? where are you measuring from? No. I'm not size shaming, I'm just literally Oh no, I'm looking Do you at- measure from the top or do you measure from the fucking back of the balls like some of these motherfuckers do? <laughs> I start at my asshole. <laughs> Why? And then I round up to six. No. <laughs> the whole 
and you measure in centimeters, so it's like 35. <laughs> I go to people's houses. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I sent my dick measurement in yards. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm a US six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a UK four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an XL in China. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, this dick is amazing. Um, what was the question? Yeah, very nice picks. And we love picks that are interactive. So you and your partner, that's that's great. That's a deep salute. So the wonderful. question was, have you noticed any uh, marked differences in, in other cultures around the world? I mean, for me, I think about, uh, I went to India. And the thing about India is they just sort of... Uh, like decriminalized gayness not that long ago. Yeah. And they just started having places to go out and do drag. So drag is lit. very new. Drag is like a year old. So everyone is just sort of like, everyone is kind of like baby drags almost, or like a lot of the Queens you see. And it reminds me of why I started doing drag and what made me get into drag, that like excitement and energy of just like getting up in drag and going out to a club. So like, I love that about India. I did uh, Calcutta, New Delhi, Bangladesh and Bangalore in India. And live. I have never been grabbed so much, but I like that. Um, grabbed. They were grabby. Who, the audience? Yep. Grabby. Meet and greet, grabby. Oh, I liked it. I was fine with it. Okay. Um, Calcutta, especially. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, I think that I've seen more girls use poppers in the UK than <laughs> anywhere else. Girl. Normally, Those girls in the audience the other night were just like, hey, we're doing poppers. Their names are Hannah and Rosie, and they're nice young ladies. <laughs> um, <laughs> They uh, they like poppers, and when a song is bad, they sniff some poppers, and the song gets good. And I'm not mad at them, um, but I've I've seen more popper use from uh, females in the UK anywhere else than in America for sure. Well, um, I use it mostly to clean my VCR. Mm -hmm. It's good for that. Dirty, dirty VCR. Now, Dipper, have you noticed anything different uh, with culture, clubs, sex, anything in other countries? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The uh the, <laughs> I I did notice that the sex club is the the one in Manchester is so dark. Oh. Like so dark like to the point where it felt like the only way to engage with something was fully just anonymous. Like you had to like wait in the hallway to see who people were before you would follow them into a room or they would give you a look like if you were just walking in a room it would be so dark you that's not for me diva i gotta see your face it also makes me nervous because like what if it, what if it's just covered in like i don't know scabs or cheese or like bugs or bumps or you wait know. did sharon leave her wig at the bathhouse I <laughs> Uh, that scare, you know, like visible signs of like. Oh no! I got to turn my phone light on and see it first. I got to turn the lights on. I do not have sex in a dark room. I do not. Yeah, it just like the very speaking of that just get, fills me with dread and anxiety. Like, yeah, and I want to be filled with with uh, uh, nothing rhymes with dread and anxiety. <laughs> 
bread and notoriety. But yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. Okay. Thank you so much. Did you at the bathhouse? Thank you so much for listening to Hot Guns. You can always send us your questions to racechaserpodcast at gmail.com. Good questions and explicit nudity always get priority. <laughs> now, we have bonus video content available on patreon.com slash Willem. And you can yeah. sign up to be a patron and support us. Just search using the hashtag race chaser and you can catch all the videos and watch them a la carte, a la fresco, a la wherever you want. Follow us on Instagram at Willem, at the only Alaska 5000, at race chaser pod. And we will be back next week with more piping, piping steaming, screaming, reeling, hot guys. Hot Goss is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Alex Sarchet. Our theme music is graciously provided by ATF Enterprises Incorporated Limited. This Goss is hot. hot.